And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. Uh, we've got David Rispin and we've got Kieran Flynn in the bunker with me today. I'm Mickey Brennan but we have no Brian Kelly, we have no ladies expert here with us today. Um, but I'm sure that David Rispin will take that mantle off him, no problem at all. And I believe that uh, if anything, if last night is anything to go by in the palace, he definitely is our ladies expert. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we've packed We Are Mead podcast this week as Kieran Flynn enjoyed that one. There was hurling, there was junior football championship, there was senior relegation. We had the ladies final, as we've already pointed out. We had ladies junior club, uh, Leinster championship. And then we have some results from junior C, junior hurling and under 21 championship um, before we give you the fixtures for next weekend. Um, Kieran Flynn, uh, I suppose before we get on to it, uh, a busy weekend for yourself and you being our small ball expert, you must be delighted that you get to go again uh, for the senior championship final. Unreal, sure. It's like Christmas came early. Another senior hurling final. Like, you only get one a year. Now we get two. <laughs> <laughs> and David Rispin, uh, you had a good weekend. You took Monday off. You went to the Grand Prix last night. Was it the Grand Prix? Yeah. The, the darts. Um, or as a commentator on the radio, I heard uh, saying the other day, um, it was the Grand Prix. Um, that's what I honestly that's I heard that. I will come to Dunsany. There was a commentator on the radio the other day just uh, talking about uh, the sporting events over the weekend, and she was saying that the, the darts was being held in the Grand Prix in Dublin. <laughs> so uh, you went to the Grand Prix anyway and yeah. had a good night last night. Yeah, great night. Yeah, made it back to Navan for the celebrations. Just about, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Make did. a time. So yeah, yeah, he's keeping his uh, he's keeping stum on that one. So he is. Uh, we're going to start off anyway with the hurling from the weekend, and we're going to go to the minor B um, hurling final that took place on Saturday. It was the um, curtain raiser to the intermediate final, and it was Kiltail who got uh, their victory here on a scoreline of four goals and nine to St. Peter Dumb- Peterson Boyne, two goals and eight. Seven-point win for the Kiltail lads, uh, Kieran Flynn. And, uh, you know, I said it to Brian Kelly last week on the Patreon podcast, you, you don't, it's not too often that you say Kiltail in a, in a Division 2 final. No, and they actually played most of their juvenile together, that team in the lower grades. They haven't played much A hurling. They weren't really strong enough. But they've been bolstered over the years. One or two players have moved in. There's a player moved in from a matinee a few years ago. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. I know his father. <laughs> but uh, the captain centre-half back, Gavin McVan, was with the Mead Miners this year. He was brilliant. Uh, Owen Frayne was with the minor footballers, was brilliant yeah. this year. And he's playing again next year, so that just shows you the strength of him. 
But uh, probably one note for the St. Peter's team was they actually had no minor on the team starting. Their captain, Kieran Lonergan, wasn't able to play. He he was with the Mead Miners this year. But all starting 15 players were under 16, so they'll be all back again next year. So that shows that they've got a lot, a lot of potential in the Dunboyne squad. Can Dunboyne be regraded then next year to minor A, or do they have to play in minor two? Because just, you know, if, if they were that strong for the minor division two this year, you know, you'd think that another year under their belt, they could be strong enough to maybe participate in the minor A. Yeah, I think they probably will make Division 1. Depends on Brian's committee next year where they grade. Will they put eight teams in the senior? Brian, you know, he'd get all high fluting and grade and he'll have his abacus out and everything. He'll, he'll do a good job when he always does or tries anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Kiltail who came with the victory there, as we said, seven points over Dunboyne. And it was the um, curtain raiser to the big one on Saturday, Clonagale taking on Dundery. And uh, you had called Clonagale in the semi-final um, that they played in. They were playing a team that had just come down from senior in the final, um, and that was Dundry. And I suppose I was following this one myself, Kieran Flynn, and Dundry took the lead after three minutes, but relinquished the lead uh, less than a minute later and never got the lead back. Um, Clonagale were full value for their victory. Yeah, Clonagale dominated the fixture from start to finish, really. After, as you said, they, they went ahead themselves, Clonagale, and they never looked back. They really, you could pick out five or six of the starting players, and realistically, they all played well. They dominated the other half. But again, probably a side note as well was Conor O'Shea, probably Dunderry's best player, uh, centre half forward, was actually ill all week. And he actually, uh, probably, it doesn't happen too often, but he was substituted three times in the fixture, went on and off. Obviously, I presume just to get treatment inside, but he was in a lot of discomfort. So hopefully that Connor is back because he's one of the best hurlers out there. So, but it's just kind of a unique thing. I've never seen that before in a game. See him on and off three times. Yeah, I've seen I've seen footballers uh, go off uh, and then be brought back on for the last ten minutes. Um, I suppose Peter Canavan stands out in an All Ireland final, but I've never heard of a man going on. Taking off, going on, taking off, Some, and then coming back on again. Sometimes, if a fella has an upset stomach, they they go run into the jacks and maybe don't appear for the second half. I remember a few years ago, it happened with Jason Punchin in in England in the Premiership, and the fans started <laughs> singing a song that we won't go into, but you can imagine what they were singing. <laughs> Kieran Flynn is not going to be too happy with the soccer reference, but I I, yeah, I take you it. You fully I, get I, it, yeah. I fully get it. Um, don't forget, go over to our Patreon service where we'll be uh, doing full um, uh, review of the intermediate um, final and uh, we've managed to get some interviews as well. Ryan Kelly spoke with the goalkeeper for Clonmagale, Owen Griffin, he's also the goalkeeper for the Clonmagale footballers and uh, was on the was he on the Mead Miners this last year as well? Year. Last year as well. Um, a huge prospect there and also Kieran Flynn caught up with the manager Kevin McGovern and the captain Luke Swain after that victory. So uh, with that podcast will be out in the next couple of days. Um, on Sunday then it was the turn of the minor A's um, the uh, final was the was the curtain raiser for the Kildalki Kildale senior game and it was Trim uh, versus Rathoth and Trim just continuing this fine vein of form at underage level Kieran Flynn winning this one on a scoreline at 316 to Rathoth's two goals and seven and Rathoth the team that are really I suppose uh, pushing on at the moment and doing a lot of work at underage but Trim just you seem to be a mile ahead of the pack yeah, so like they've been to the last five failures. Sorry, five of the last six failures. They missed one, I think, two years ago. But just shows all these lads would have played failure. And when you look at the match programme, they have uh, pen picks that some senior players wouldn't have. They've won a lot of under 14, 15, 16, etc. They've been an exceptionally good team. 
and they just kept form and they, they really showed it. But probably the story of the game was the two centre half forwards, uh, James Murray, of course, son of a uh, legendary Decky Murray for Trim. He got nine points, a big, tall, uh, lean, fast player, brilliant. And his counterpart, Jack Lanigan, scored 2 5 for a tote. So the centre half forwards really dominated on the day. But it was a very exciting game now. Sunday, the weather on Saturday wasn't great. Sunday's weather was good. The two the two days really showed that the standard of Harlem was much better on the Sunday. Yeah, the, the Saturday was a washout, but Sunday was, uh, it was just chalk and cheese and it was a lovely day. But that, uh, as we said, was the curtain raiser to the big one and it was Kildalki versus Kiltail. Kiltail going for uh, six in a row, the mix for six, as they say. And uh, it didn't look like it was, uh, it was on the cards Midway through the second half, Kieran Flynn, but uh, Kiltail managed to uh, scrape a draw here, finishing one thirteen to Kildalki, one thirteen to Kiltail, and it was a, a goal in the final moments that uh, that saw Kiltail snatch uh, a draw um, in the closing minutes. Yeah, it probably started slower than expected, but overall, it was a good game. It was tit for tat. Kildalki, like the always, brings an intensity factor. They seem to be hosed well home and dry at the end but it just seemed that uh, Jaxie Regan just had was having none of that he's probably going to be the hurler of the year in Mead this year and he came up trumps then and got the goal so what more can you say only roll, roll on two weeks the 20th of October at half three I think it is again or three o'clock I forget which Yeah, it's going to be a cracker of a replay it will indeed and delighted that Kildalki were hosed and home um, <laughs> no hosed dry and home hosed dry and home hosed dry and home with a few minutes to go and sure the hosed dry and home all fell apart and Kiltail as you said Jack Jacksy Regan like getting that goal the, end, like the backs at the end were kind of all over the place as well unfortunately so. um, Jack Jack uh, Regan scoring that goal in injury time to snatch the draw and uh, Brian Kelly caught up with uh, Jack Regan after that game and you can hear that interview on our Patreon service. We're going to move on now uh, to the football and uh, in the Chocolaterric Junior Championship semi-final Dunsany were taking on Myla in Castletown on Sunday evening and uh, this game finished I think around 12 o'clock uh, in the night. It was uh, it went to extra time. It was Dunsany who led for most of this game but Myla did come back and, and draw level um, just before full time and then they kicked on in um, uh, extra time and won the game on the scoreline 13 points to 10. And um, I suppose, Kieran, um, disappointment for your own club, uh, Dunsany, probably had the win of the game in normal time but probably didn't just get enough on the scoreboard in the second half. Yeah, winning 5-1 at half time. They only scored three points in the second half. While obviously Myla scored seven to make it a draw at eight all. And then you can see from the final score it was thirteen ten. We only mustered up two points, so they mustered up five. So they're well deserving of it. A few key players played very well. Alan McCann at half back. Of course, Joe Amelia, Sean Riley, Tommy Riley. And they were deserving of their win. There was one dubious moment. We were actually we were actually awarded a point in the first half that was at least two and a half yards wide. Larry McIntyre and Ferris put up the flag and said it was wide, but the referee went with his two umpires on in the wrong. So in a way, we should have been better in normal time. It should have been 8-7 to Myla. So Dunsany can be lucky to get to the extra time at all. But we were hanging on at the end. And when it got into the extra time, we were always going to come out the weaker of the two, unfortunately. So I'd say if there was a paddy power in Castle, I don't think there is, you would have been running down for the extra time win for Myla. <laughs> um, David Risman, just on that, you know, we spoke about Myla uh, a few weeks ago and we said that, you know, they don't tend to run away with games and they keep things tight, low scoring affairs. Mm. 
And even when you look at that, it was 13-10 after extra time. It was eight all at the end of normal time. Yeah. And there's a resilience about this Moila team that, you know, really... They're going, to, they're, going, they're, they're going to be dark horses in that final. Yeah, and consistently, you know, time and time again, they keep um, getting the remedy to come back and, and go again after, you know, some dis- disappointing defeats and heartbreak. I mean, this is going to be... They have the added incentive now, or I won't say it's an incentive, but they're an intermediate team going into the final, which is unusual. Yeah. That hasn't been the case since, I think, 2012 or 2013, when, say, Kilmainham would have went up with Drumbarra um, as, as beaten finalists in the junior championship that time. So that's the first time in 35 years. That's a huge achievement for the club. But something that I always said about Moyle is they're, they're so fit and well-conditioned um, that they play to a level and very rarely does that dip. So over 60 minutes, or in this case, 80-plus minutes, um, with extra time, their level of performance doesn't drop. So yeah. they're, they're, they kind of just grinded Dunsany down with their superior level of fitness. And um, that was the difference in the end. Dunsany just ran out of steam. And um, as Kieran says, once went to extra time, there was probably only going to be one winner. Yeah, and it was Moila who uh, got through to that uh, Chocolaterric Junior final. And as David Rispin already pointed out as well, we'll see themselves playing in intermediate football in the Intermediate Championship next year, which is absolutely brilliant. Kieran Flynn did catch up with Joe Mealy, the Moila uh, midfielder, after that game. And uh, you will be able to hear that interview on our uh, junior um, preview of the other semi-final um, which we'll be doing on our Patreon podcast as well. And uh, Kieran Flynn? Uh, just on Joe, he's he, uh, just shouted, obviously the Melia family are very instrumental up in Myla with Ollie, of course, long-time chairman up there. But Joe has been on the losing sides of a lot of Dunsany games and he said in the interview he was on about the time frames. It was an interesting stat, the amount of times he's played Dunsany. It was very worth your while tuning in to see that, the amount of times he's played Dunsany. <laughs> Unfortunately, we won most of them until... Last night or whatever well, it was. You're only as good as your last game, isn't that what they say? Um, and uh, uh, hard luck to Dunsany. Um, you know, really gave that uh, junior championship a real good battle this year. And just came up short after extra time in that semi-final against Moila. We're going to move on now. Uh, the senior relegation playoff. The only game from that senior relegation that hadn't been played was Longwood and Centralstown. And that was due to Longwood playing in a Hurland semi-final a few weeks ago. But it was refixed and it was refixed for this weekend. Longwood against Centralstown, David Rispin and Centralstown got out of jail um, scoring, uh, I think it was 1-2 in the closing stages to win that game by uh, three points. Longwood, for long periods of this game, dominating. Um, Centralstown, it was tit for tat for a while and then as it approached, you know, the last maybe 10 minutes or so, it looked like Longwood were going to pull off the the shock of all shocks. Yeah, I I think the delay in the game, I mean, this game was meant to be played, I think, over two weeks ago at this stage, and um the you know, the the probably the distraction of it um took away from maybe Centerstown's preparation, whereas Longwood were getting bodies back the whole time. Like Owen Lynch made a miraculous recovery to to play in this game and that. So the extra couple of weeks would have stood to Longwood. They would have approached it as a nearly as a final, you know, a complete bonus game, something that they'll put all into. For Centerstown it was more of a chore that obviously didn't want to be there. No one does want to be there, but they they probably found it tough to lift themselves against opponents where you'd be expected to wipe the floor with and you know you're on a hiding to nothing and suddenly that's you, always the danger isn't it you that's, get embroiled yeah exactly and um that's that's exactly what happened and Longwood you know we're three points up with uh, 15 minutes to go 
and will probably be disappointed that they didn't see the game out in that sense. But, you know, full credit to Town when the chips were down, they, they came out and, as you said, scored 1-2 in the last few minutes and that was the, the difference in the end. There was just a goal in it. Um, but an incredible effort from Longwood. I, I couldn't have seen it coming, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think many people could, to be honest. Well, I spoke, um, I spoke yeah. about, about it to Brian Kelly, um, being from Central and, and and I spoke to some of the Central Town players and I was saying, like, this is a... You know, this is a like a lose lose situation for mm. Central Town. If they go out and hammer them, they were supposed to go out and yeah. hammer them because it's Longwood. If they go out and they just about beat them, you know, it was Longwood. Mm. How did they let that happen? So there was no there was no real victory in it for Central Town other than staying senior for the players. But for Longwood, it was such a carrot, you mm. know, like having not done uh, won a game all no. year in championship, you know, hiding after hiding after hiding, and they were like going hang on a second, we've got one chance left. And if we just get our ship together here, you know, we could pull off something, you know, miraculous. And they very nearly did. And I suppose it's it's hard, as you said, for Central Town going into that game, um, you know, on a hiding to nothing, really, you know. And, and, and it's... I, I just... <laughs> Uh, as my phone beeps there, and I'm always telling the lads, as I said before, to turn the phones on silent. It just was... It was just set up for Longwood, really, mm. you know. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, full credit to them. They're a very proud parish and uh, team. And look, Kieran, Kieran has mentioned them throughout the course of the year in the hurling sense as well. They're a dual club, and they'd have a huge crossover between the teams, and and they put a lot into it. I mean, you've mentioned they didn't get a result in championship. They barely got a result in the, the league, league as well, you know, yeah. as well. Um, and and in fairness, you know, finished strongly in in that and got a few things together. I've got a few lads back. They'll take heart from it. They'll have learned a lot from the experience, and that that's ultimately what it was at this stage. Now they'll go into the intermediate and I mean there's not going to be at an easy there we've seen when teams come down from yeah. senior football they, they do they tend to struggle exactly um, and with three coming down this year yeah three coming down from senior as well yeah they're not going to be on their own you know next year and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt and kick on um, but w- look when they when they do get everyone back and Aaron Ennis I'm sure will be back next year and he'll be a huge player for them again um, they, they can they can look forward and, and start winning games again hopefully yeah, they will indeed, and uh, well done to Central Town on their victory and maintaining their senior status for 2020. Um, moving on, we're going on to uh, the Mesita Ladies Senior Championship final now, and uh, it was played in Dunhamore Ashburn on Sunday afternoon there, and uh, my own club, Simons and Gales, uh, came away with the victory. Three goals and eight to Dunboyne's 11 points, and David Rispin, I suppose, this was, uh, um, uh, you know, it was... It, it was always build as the two best teams from early in the championship and hopefully you know that they were going to meet mm. in the final Simonson raced out of the blocks in the first half scoring I think it was 3-6 and led 3-6 to 4 points at half time and it seemed to be all done at that mm. stage Dunboyne rallied in the second half Simonson scored 2 and uh, Dunboyne scored 7 I think it was yeah, 3-6 to 4 and Dunboyne scored 7 points but that's a fabulous victory for Simonstown and uh, you tried to get some interviews with a few of the girls uh, last night but they didn't go to plan <laughs> No I think it was that very late last night so um, it was nearly another episode of the Kiltail uh, Camogie winning teams interviews so uh, well we, they were usable yeah well you I, got last night word <laughs> I'll let you be the judge of that but uh, yeah look a fabulous achievement to do back to back it's never easy and I know it's something that the lads obviously achieved with yourself involved a couple of years ago and it's um, it's very difficult because 
some people write you off. I mean, they, they had this kind of opinion that a lot of people were fancying Dunboyne and they probably yeah. took it. They, t- they took that to heart, to be honest and with Dunboyne you. And had beaten them in the in the second last mm. or last round of the, the group yeah. game. And so. we questioned the relevance of that at the time, really, because yeah. both of them were true in that. So no one really looked too, too much into that. But it was always the kind of... Um, the the view or the opinion that these two would eventually meet in the final and that and Dunboyne have seen them in the last couple of years they've been a real up and coming team you know plenty of young players coming on and Simonson have been the team like completely wiped the floor on everyone last year including Sanchez in the final this year was a little bit different you know coming into the being beaten I suppose first of all and then coming yeah. into the final against the team that did beat you ultimately um the old adage I know it's it's pain painful to hear at all times but goals win games and you know three goals. Um, to to Dunboyne's twelve points, like there was eleven scores to twelve. Dunboyne had more, but yet the three goals obviously counted for a huge amount. Yeah, I give out the wrong score there. It was three eight to twelve points. Yeah. 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 Um. And and that was that was the difference. Like Kelsey Nesbitt, I think was player of the match again. She's she's a fabulous footballer. Um. Completely like selfless player, and that gives gives her all. And that's that's a kind of run and trade throughout that team you know they're they're quite a young team but they have some more experienced campaigners as well and uh, it's a brilliant mix and they'll be full full on going for the three in a row next year as well they will indeed and a fabulous victory for them and I know they were out celebrating last night and they may be out uh, today Monday as well having a few jars we did try uh, in contact uh, a few of them to try and get them to come in for the podcast there was a bit of interest in it alright earlier on when I mentioned David Rispin was coming sorry Kieran. Um but uh, somehow during the, the the celebrations or whatever they must have got lost but they never arrived in for the uh, podcast but look we might try and get them in at a later stage maybe uh, during their Leinster campaign or whatever and uh, uh, again we wish them well going forward in the Leinster campaign um, in the Leinster Ladies Junior Club Championship quarterfinal uh, Kieran Flynn O'Matney's two goals and nine Man of War of Dublin one goal and two and Navin O'Matney's you know um, having come through the preliminary quarterfinal last week go out and you know put a Dublin team to the sword it's always good to see the dubs bet no matter what level or what code you're playing in I think we were talking just beforehand in our prep there that uh, Avi Leahy got a goal I think for Navin O'Matney's yeah. so She's always a good player for them. It's great to see O'Matney's kind of marching on. We just hope they have a long, a long Leinster campaign because last marching year... On. Marching on, man of war. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. An old Spanish uh, <laughs> warship. I'm going to, I'll do the history lesson as well if you want for the man of war. Uh, but yeah, it looks like hopefully we have a few ladies teams going to have long Leinster runs. That was kind of the story of our winter last year. A lot of the lads teams had failed to, to meet the bill and the ladies teams kept the kept shining the light for me late into the year. So let's hope let's hope the lads can join the girls this year and actually get up and w- get to finals and win things. But failing that, the ladies will shine strong again. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, we do wish Dunamore Ashburn uh, well in their... Uh, is it the preliminary quarterfinal or the quarterfinal? Their game was postponed or something. Isn't yeah, that right? From I, this weekend, David. Yeah, so that would have been the quarterfinal. Yeah, I think there was a... The game could have been on and it could have been abandoned, um, you know, for something. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what happened, but you know, something may a player may have got fell ill or something like that, and the game might have had to been abandoned. I don't yeah. know what stage that been, was. It has been refixed yeah. anyway for next yeah. weekend. We did see that, and we wish them well in their quarter final, and we wish Simonson all the best as they enter uh, the um, Leinster Senior. Uh, um, club championship and uh, David Rispin might even uh, take a, a close take close attention to that pay close attention to the Leinster uh, Senior Ladies Championship this year he was paying 
very close attention to a lot of the Simonson team last night, it has to be said. But then again, he was uh, he was throwing darts all over the place. Oh. So he was, hey, uh, we're going to move on now to a few other <laughs> results. He's just shaking his head here at the moment. going to um, walk out. Junior C <laughs> quarter final. <Please> do. <laughs> <laughs> Junior C quarter final. Beliver 214. Uh, St. Paul's first team, one goal and 13. Um, just interested, we just picked out a few results, but that one in, in particular, because it is St. Paul's first team up there near the Boyne and uh, they were beaten by Beliver's second team yeah, the flat house is right uh, as, the they would, house. As, <laughs> as they would have been known back in the day in the junior two Hurland semi-final Nafina beat uh, Boards Mill's second team Nafina's second team uh, beat Boards Mill's second team on a scoring of 18 points to 111 great scoring there from Nafina and they will face St Pat's uh, first team in uh, that junior two Hurland final in the other 21 B championship that's the third tier you've got the under 21 championship you've got an under 21A championship and then you've got under 21B championship um, so it's the third tier St Dalton's Court Town Gales um, Bohemian Amalgamation um, soon to be known as St Dalton's uh, <laughs> one goal and 14 St Michael's you've been like 15 rounds everywhere boxing does knocking them around the best just it's jabbing like, jabbing yeah, jabbing just, and there was the like knockout blow rope it up you know, rope it up it's not like Ali taking the hits he's just taking them like some bum from down the town, you know. <laughs> anyway, so Dunton's Court Town Gales. We'll leave it. The, we'll leave the name as 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 Dunton's Court Town Gales. One goal in fourteen. St Michael's one goal in six. That game was in Kilmainham, and uh, Kilmainham Drumbarra got uh, got the victory over Minalty two nineteen to Minalty's one thirteen, and that game was played in the home of football in Court Town. Um, is it knockout championship in the under twenty yeah. one? It is indeed. So St Michael's and Minalty are. Out and St Dalton's Court and Gales and Kilmainham Drumbarra will march on. Is it to quarterfinals or? Yes, okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, Kieran Flynn, you've got a result in there as well for me. Yeah, the senior uh, Camogie Championship final was played on Saturday. Unfortunately, wasn't able to get out to because it was on the same time as the intermediate hurling final. So definitely something scheduling looking for next year. But it was actually a change of the guard. Uh, Nafina managed to dethrone Clemesson eleven points to one six. They were leading at half-time 1-4-4. Four four. So I know it's it's obviously a heartbreaker for a lot of the Clemesson girls. They've had a lot of finals behind them, what we said, the 10 in a row and that. But some of their players have emigrated and they've kind of a bit of a change of the age bracket in the team. So Nafina been an up-and-coming team. They've seemed to be knocking on the door. They probably could have won last year. So just like the captains, Claire Coffey now and Aideen Slattery accepted the cup. So I think it's good for good for Hurling or the Camogie in general to have a new champ. Because we nearly had it in the senior hurling with the likes of Kildaki, Detona, Kiltail. You don't want to go in stagnation with too long. The other thing is now, Nafina have to play in the Leinster Intermediate now because of Kilmesson's success last year. So best luck at that. It's going to be tough going. It's going to be a tough grade. So. Yeah, it is indeed. But uh, just looking down at the uh, screen there, and uh, Mead Daily TV had the celebrations by the Nafina team. And, oh my God, that is, that is celebrations. Uh, Absolutely incredible scenes. It was in Dunmore Ashburn, was it? Oh, oh, sorry, it was in Trim. And uh, it, the players, as soon as the final whistle goes, and they're just dropping their hurls <laughs> and running all over the place because it's absolutely incredible. I think was were Kilmessing going for eleven and eleven. I think so. There was at this stage people don't count them in Kilmessing, which is kind of seems arrogant. 
But uh, they're going to have to start counting them again, unfortunately. They are indeed, but uh, well done to uh, Nafina on uh, dethroning uh, what has to be said, absolutely great champions mm. in Kilmes. And we had them in here last year on the podcast, David Rispin, and a great bunch of girls. And, you know, <clears throat> uh, to do what they've done and win the 10 in a row um, was absolutely remarkable. And, and you have to give Nafina their credit coming up against the might of uh, Kilmesson and dethroned them the way they did. It's a bit like The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like, the streak has to end at some stage. Like, it just can't keep going on. And uh, that, that's what's happened here. Look, it's it's, uh, it's a fabulous achievement for Nafina. I was thinking more like the Montreal screw job. I remember Bret Hart in the 90s when he got done in by the WWF. That's more ah, my vintage, no. Ah, the, the 90s. The Taker streak went back that far as well. But Montreal screw job. Oh, you, so you're going on about your 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 era of of, of, um, w- of wrestler. W- and w- you're w- going, w- you know? Well, well See, I'm more back to Big Daddy and uh, no, <laughs> Scooby Scooby <laughs> Down Dog. <laughs> oh Lord, back when it was on BBC and you didn't have the Sky Channels. Oh, the giant haystacks. Giant haystacks, yeah, yeah, giant haystacks was and that Big black Daddy. And white or um, it was the colour or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody was black and blue after. I can tell you that much. Anyway, moving on. Uh, that is a results roundup. And uh, what we're going to do now is we're just going to look forward and give you some fixtures from next weekend. It's uh, the second semi-final of the Chocolaterric Junior Championship will take place on Saturday and it will see Beliver taking on uh, Clonna Gale, the current intermediate um, hurling champions, Clonna Gale. Hopefully their celebrations will be uh, will have been cut short and uh, they, they will be ready to face Beliver. Beliver, who also were in the... Who would have an awful lot of players on the Kildalki team, is it? Kiltail Summerhill would be done there. Kiltail Summerhill, yeah, and Kildalki, yeah, uh, Beliver. So um, you'd be, Beliver are probably hoping the Clonagale celebrations go on a little bit longer, but that semi final will be played on Saturday at 4 30 in Trim, and obviously Moila have beaten Dunsany uh, on the weekend 13 10 after extra time, and they are already through to that junior final. Um, we will be previewing all these games on our uh, Patreon podcast and giving you our predictions as well. So look out for those Patreon podcasts during the week. We'll be doing it in conjunction with the Mead Potato Intermediate Championship semi finals. It's Nobber versus Castletown on Saturday at 3 pm. Trim versus Oldcastle Sunday at 2 30 pm. And David Rusman, just looking down at them, they're, they're out of those three semi finals, the junior and the two intermediate, very hard to call. It's very like who who can you pick as yeah. the winners from all those three games? Like Brian, don't Ke- pick them now. Yeah, no, no. Brian Kelly's been you know sending in his predictions in his absence and everything, and draws, like yeah, <laughs> since that, I haven't uh, stopped trying to pick in each game who, and I've varied over between them. They're, every single game uh, between them between them all is going to be incredibly close and I'm really looking forward to next weekend I think it'll be great so you know them previews are, are a must listen to on the, on the Patreon I think Absolutely and, and see if any of us are able to uh, predict the winners and why as well uh, are we going to pick certain teams because it's it, 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 they're so hard to call and will Kieran Flynn sit on the fence again with a draw well you know if he had sat on the fence this weekend like he had the yeah, week before yeah. he would have done well with just draws, a week, week too late just yeah. uh, you know he, he decided not to but the main events of the tape, you know? 
the main events of next weekend, lads. Uh, the race for the Keegan Cup. Ferrier Steel Senior Championship semi-finals take place on Saturday. Sees Summerhill and Simonstown uh, take the battlefield at 4.30 in Park Talchin. And then on Sunday, it's Rathote versus Gail Column Kill. And that's 4pm on Sunday in Park Talchin as well. And and, and the, the intermediate ones are in, in, in Park Talchin as well. But even, even looking at the senior ones, uh, Kieran Flynn, these are all so hard to, you know, distinguish between the teams and pick winners. Absolutely. When we talked about the quarterfinals, we probably said it was definitely the eight best teams left. And possibly now you can say that there is the four best teams left. So when it comes to that stage of a championship, you can easily just 50-50 them and you, you, could, you could win either way. So it's not going to be easy to pick them. We're going to have to have a big think about it tonight now and come back during the week and hopefully we'll get them right So. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it'll be me on the winning, uh, winning podium this week when it comes to the to the, to the um, predictions. We've got one semi final in the Chocnaterric. We've got two in the intermediate, and we've got two in the senior. There's uh, five games altogether. Two, four, five games that we will be predicting on and giving in-depth analysis on on our Patreon service. Lads, I think that's it for the We Are Mead podcast this week. Kieran Flynn, have you anything else from the county board? Uh, I probably don't want to steal Davy's thunder with the house draw. I'll probably let no, him do away, it. I just say congratulations to Ronan Gogan. He was goalkeeper for. Yeah, we did that. We did it last week when you weren't here. Uh, yeah. oh, well, I want to thank him on behalf of oh, the county oh, board, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On behalf of yourself and the county board, Kieran Flynn, <laughs> you go for it. No, the county board, just because we want to thank everyone that bought tickets and stuff, because ultimately we talked about it for the last few months and every, every AOB had been asked, and it's just thankful to everyone that bought a ticket. And then obviously don't forget we're, we're ratcheting straight back up. There's the final draw is going to be 28th of December, Christmas time. So just get your ticket again. It's you got to get in to win it, you know, win the house and help us build Pert Olsen for all these games. We talk about games all week, every week. And we need somewhere to play them. Yeah, and uh, down camp to take all the football. Absolutely, you know? and and, and, and uh, best, I suppose so. I suppose uh, uh, we, what we need to do is get Marie Delaney's address off the county board, and uh, and we can just set up some sort of a, a direct, a direct <laughs> system that you can go straight to the house because Marie Delaney did sell yeah. the two winning tickets from the first draw and the second draw, which is a re- remarkable, remarkable uh, uh, thing to about happen. About the the first two houses were in Navan. And they were won by Dunchoclin men. Now the third house is in Dunchoclin. So is it going to go to an Avon man? That's the no. question. Isn't it? It's no, it's not. No, it was originally. Oh, is it still an Avon the third house again, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, well, then it could be a Dunchoclin man. Go straight to Marie Delaney and get a ticket quick. <laughs> straight to Marie Delaney and, uh, and get your tickets. It is. No, look, it's going to be a great stocking filler as well. That draw taking place on the 28th of December. So, you know, anybody out there that you can't figure out what you're going to get them for Christmas. I know it's not even Halloween yet, but look, we may as well get it out. If you don't know what to get them, why not buy them a ticket for the house draw and give them the chance to win that house just down the road from our bunker here. David Rispin, have you anything else from uh, your end of things for the uh, no we have uh, we've launched our new website in Cartown which is uh, which is a big thing to push our lotto at the minute our lotto is at nine and a half grand so anyone who wants to enter the lotto it's very easy to go into cartownga.com and enter the lotto and you could win nine and a half grand it's oh, all about geez. winning on this week's podcast he's going to be arriving now with lotto's, lotto uh, envelopes <laughs> for us to buy he's never in here but we're filling his pockets for Gordon. all he can use them for is wiping the tears from Mickey Bait and the head off my old podcast <laughs> Jesus <laughs> wiping his tears 
<laughs> Look, we want to thank you all for listening. And don't forget, do go over to our Patreon service uh, for all the in-depth analysis and interviews. As we said, we will be um, reviewing the hurling. We'll be previewing the um, junior and intermediate championship and also previewing various steel senior championship. And uh, we are me. Why? It matters more.